most valuable commodity I know of is information. Wouldn't you agree? Wouldn't you agree? Wouldn't you agree? I got five dollars. This is a run to the left. How many tackles can one man break? <laughs> You're saying that humans need fantasy to make life bearable. Humans need fantasy to be human. Ooh, my goodness, that was good. You guys are pros. Relentless, refusing to give up. All right, hit that horn, babe. Let's dance. Welcome to the Week 15 Fantasy Flex Props Podcast presented by Prize Picks. I am your host, Chris Raybon, joined as always by my dude, Sean Kerner. Sean, what's going on? Uh, not much. Just keeping up with all this uh, crazy COVID news and updating projections. Uh, seemingly every minute of the day. Uh, how about you? And, you know, congratulations, Urban Meyer. Uh, finally got fired. So how are you feeling today? Uh, you know, I, I saw this coming. Um, <laughs> you know, I can't believe it took this long. Uh, just the, his like the amount of offenses are just ridiculous and just like odd and weird. So um, I'm not feeling great about my Texans bet now, though, because I feel like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Jaguars shouldn't be waiting for, you know, right. a field goal against anyone. But, you know, they'll probably be all hyped up now to play without him. So that should be fun. Yep. Are, are you updating projections anyway, or is it just kind of a take it week by week kind of thing? Yeah, no, I'm uh, you talking about for the Jaguars or just. Yeah, like player projections. Does it have an impact to you? James or? Robinson, I think, get, yeah. get more work. But let's remember, you know, Daryl Bevel is going to take over as the interim coordinator, uh, head coach, excuse me. And he's been the offensive coordinator all year. Mm-hmm. And they averaged nine points a game over the last seven games so i don't yeah. know how much is going to change you know like i think james robinson will be on the field more i think especially because carlos hyde is out so you know that's that's the big thing but uh yeah probably about it yeah probably it won't be a short-term fix but certainly in the long term uh this is good for like trevor lawrence i felt bad because you know the first 13 14 weeks of his career have not been good but at least this gives me hope uh that he can turn around with you know better coaching going forward I mean, his offensive coordinator is the head coach now. So that, that. Yeah, <laughs> we, we got a long way to go, but it's it's a start, right? <laughs> okay. Baby steps I mean, here. I hope so. I, you know, <laughs> it's looking rough out there. Yeah. Uh, so we got a lot to get to on this podcast. As you know, uh, we're doing this a little later. We wanted to get you guys the most updated COVID news. We'll talk Saturday slate. We'll talk Sunday night slate. Uh, and then we'll get into our top 10 props. So uh, let's get right to it. And Sean, Spend a little more time on the Saturday slate here than, than the Sunday slate, just because it's, you know, two games coming up soon. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll just kind of I'll, I'll hit you with kind of some uh, some of the value guys or, or the top guys at each position uh, mm-hmm. that I like. And then, then you can kind of comment or, or do the same. So at quarterback, uh, for me, it's Mac Jones. I think the Patriots are going to come out throwing in this game. The Colts are you know better run defense than pass defense. And, uh, you know, they don't get pressure at all. And. Belichick in, in that offense, they really haven't shown anything in the passing game for multiple weeks now because they're coming off a bye. They didn't throw against Buffalo. So I think they come out pass heavy. You know, in the past, we've seen Belichick against good run defenses uh, go extremely pass heavy. So I like Mac Jones uh, here. Uh, running back, I like Nick Chubb for obvious reasons. Going to carry the load for the Browns. I think Josh Jacobs is a good value as well. Uh, a wide receiver in terms of like a, a value guy, I think Jamarcus Bradley makes sense. Uh, you know. 2.08 yards per route run versus zone coverage uh, compared to just 1.05 for Rashard Higgins. And, and the Raiders play the most zone in the league. Uh, and then Njoku, for similar reasons, he's averaging 2.4 yards per route run versus zone coverage 
that's tops among Browns, uh, you know, receivers and tight ends. So uh, those are some of the guys uh, I like on this slate. How about you? Yeah, I'm in agreement with that, especially Mac Jones. He's the only name I have written down at quarterback. <laughs> right. um, you know, his roster ship might be lower just because he's coming off that three pass attempt game. But, you know, it was clear is because of the extreme wins. They're facing the Bills. But, you know, this week, this is an obvious pass funnel situation. Um, the, the Patriots are two and a half point underdogs. So, you know, we could see a negative game script finally for the Pats. So Mac Jones is kind of dependent on game script. So I think uh, this is a bounce back game for him. Um, like you said, Nick Chubb and Josh Jacobs are, you know, the clear value plays at running back. I'll also add Brandon Bolden um, against the Colts. You know, like I said, this could be a pass heavy game script uh, for the Pats. And, you know, he's going to benefit from that. Does really good, really good about uh, against zone coverage. And, you know, Colts plays on at the fifth highest rate. So I think there's a sneaky spot uh, for Brandon Bolden. Um, and then wide receiver, you have guys, those those sneaky guys that nobody ever likes to roster like, Nelson Aguilar uh, and Zach Pascal, slate like this, I'm more than happy to, to roster guys like that. I think they're more likely to hit their ceiling um, on this slate than not. Um, and you mentioned Jamarcus Bradley. I think that's a great play. Um, Donovan Peoples-Jones will probably be the number one, um, you know, wide out for the Browns this week. But now that it looks like Nick Mullins is starting over Case Keenum, I'm a little bit sour on him. So I think it does make sense, you know, to spend down and get a guy like Jamarcus Bradley. So uh, I'm in line with you there. Uh, same thing with David Njoku. Uh, love this spot for Njoku. Um, he should be the number two target in this offense. So love him. And I think Mo Ali Cox at the bare minimum price. He is the cheapest tight end on DraftKings. And rightfully so. His underlying usage has been uh, really bad of late. But he's still a threat to score a touchdown. So on a small slate like this, I might sneak in some Mo Ali Cox lineups just for his touch on upside. Yeah, it makes sense to kind of find the value there because, you know, Foster Moreau, he, he's really struggled. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and the Browns, you know, they play a lot of zone, too. He's struggled against zone, which is kind of surprising. Most tight ends don't. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it, it makes sense to find some value. So Mo, Mo Ali Cox could break the slate here. It's not like uh, Belichick will be you know, focused <laughs> in on it. Yeah, probably not. Probably He'll not. let Mo Ali Cox beat him. Let's just put right. it that way. Uh, all right. Let's get into the Sunday night showdown slate uh, before we get into the props should be uh you know uh, at least a fruitful fantasy day on one side with the tampa bay bucks taking on the new orleans saints uh as we record this of course we got covid news sean payton head coach of the new orleans saints has been ruled out of this game uh with covid so we wish him the best and uh looks like the saints are going to be out there head coach so i mean Captain spot, got to be Tom Brady, Chris Godwin. I think those, you know, those two guys kind of stick out. Gronk sticks out. And then Alvin Kamara, even though it's a tough matchup, I think, uh, I mean, what else are they going to do? <laughs> like, you know, and, and, <laughs> right. and, and then and then Taysom Hill as well, um, just because it could, maybe it's a pass funnel game. I don't think it will be, but we know we can run the football. So uh, I think Godwin uh, Godwin will probably be my highest owned on the Buck side and then Taysom on the Saints side. What about you? Yeah, there's there's a lot of good options here, but I'm with you on Chris Godwin. Uh, I think he makes the most sense. just because the Saints are sort of a pass funnel um, defense. Uh, you know, they rank uh, 11th in DVOA against the pass and first against the run. And with Leonard Fournette banged up, you know, we don't even know if he's going to play 
Uh, that's only going to yeah, uh, He is going to play. He's practicing he is gonna full. Play? As we record this, the, we just got the report. He practiced in full and will play. Okay, uh, on, so on he's close enough to 100%. Okay. Either way, I still like Chris Godwin. Um, he's seen a 33% targets per route run uh, the past two games combined. Uh, and Mike Evans will probably be going up Marshawn Lattimore as always. So uh, this just seems like a, a blow-up spot for Chris Godwin. He's, you know, top 10-plus catches in each of the past two games. So he's probably going to be highly rostered, but I don't care. I think we can get unique when it comes to our flex spot. So uh, I, I'm okay taking Godwin my captain. I think he's the, the no-brainer play here. So then who do you like for some of those cheaper options, you know, that, uh, you know, DFS cheat codes, guys, you have to kind of round out your lineup with? Well, I, I do think the Saints are going to be sort of forced into a pass-heavy game script. So I'll be looking to target guys like Trey Quan Smith and Marquez Callaway. Um, you know, the Bucks are pass-funnel defense in general. And, you know, uh, you know, we should see each of those top th- those receivers kind of step up here. Um, I think Callaway probably has the, the higher touchdown upside. Um, so I'll probably have more shares of him. But either way, I think they're going to have to throw more here than they would like. Uh, and then on the Bucks side, you know, I'm still trying to figure out this number three <laughs> wide receiver role for the Bucks. Um, you know, we were kind of on Rashad Perryman last week. Um, and, you know, his routes per dropback uh, dipped to 36% last week. But, of course, he caught that game-winning touchdown at the very end. So I think people are going to be all over him. Uh, but it was Tyler Johnson uh, who reclaimed that number three wide receiver role. He ran a route on 56% of Tom Brady dropbacks. Um, so, you know, he doesn't hit too often, but I think uh, he's going to be rostered low enough where I think he is a cheat code here. Uh, granted that he'll, uh, you know, we're assuming he's going to continue seeing a route run over 50% of the time, but I think Tyler Johnson is a bit sneaky here. How about you? I like both defenses in this game. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. for the for the Bucs, uh, it's obvious you're going against Taysom Hill. Uh, the Saints, if they are forced to pass, they're going to be at a disadvantage. Bucks defense getting healthier as well. Um, so they're playing well, you know, I like that Todd Bowles likes to bring a ton of pressure, especially on early downs. Like he doesn't wait till third down to bring pressure. So they still play, they'll play coverage on third down, but, um, you know, they, uh, they'll, they'll play, you know, like they'll bring pressure early downs, which is great. And I think for creating turnovers and they're actually down to 17th in rush defense DVOA and they're fifth against the pass. So Tampa Bay is kind of, they used to be a, a pass funnel. Now it's almost like they're a, a, a run funnel, but I, I think in this game, you're still going to have to pass because you're going to have to keep up with yeah. the Bucks' offense. So I, I like the chaos that this can create. And then on the Saints side, they just always seem to play well against Tom Brady. Um, you know, he'll get his numbers. He had 375 with four touchdowns last time they played, but he also had two interceptions and a fumble loss. So, uh, and three sacks taken, which tied a season high uh, that happened two other times as well. He had was stacked three times. So uh, I think that the Saints defense here could be kind of a, a surprise play that maybe gets to, you know, double digits, you know, gets a couple turnovers. And uh, if you stack them with Alvin Kamara, um, you know, Saints have been excellent against Tom Brady in the past. And since he joined them, I believe they're three and oh now. So uh, obviously they're big underdogs, but you know, that's what you're trying to do on the, on the showdown. So you just get like one contrarian kind of, situation that goes your way so um i do like the saints as well stacked with them and then one other guy i'll mention you know giovanni bernard was lost you know he's out now so we could see Keyshawn vaughn get a couple of snaps and mm-hmm. if they do struggle um if the bucks do struggle like they have at times against the saints he might get those passing down snaps 
Uh, Fournette, I, no, I did mention he did practice in full, so he'll obviously see a lot of work on passing downs, but um, he could, you know, he's, he's getting such a big workload that he might have to check out at times. Ronald Jones is not going to be using passing situations, so uh, Keyshawn Vaughn may get, you know, a few catches here and there. Um, so he's another guy I would look out for. Yeah, I like the Vaughn call, especially, you know, if the Bucks blow out the Saints, I think he'll get the garbage time usage. They'll obviously want to be careful of Fournette, and Ronald Jones is probably too good uh, to be using in garbage time. So Vaughn has that sort of upside. So I do like that call. All right, let's get into our props. And uh, we use the prize picks line. So uh, let's start it off here with quarterback. What do you like for week number 15? Well, we just talked about this game for the past 10 minutes, but I got to go with the GOAT here. Uh, over 294 and a half passing yards against the Saints. Um, I mentioned this is probably a pass funnel situation. The Saints uh, rank 11th against the pass in DVOA and first against the run. So we've seen at times the Bucks just kind of abandon the run from the get-go, especially against the Falcons uh, a couple weeks ago. So they could do that here, especially early on. So um, I, I think uh, Brady just has such a high, high floor right now. Uh, and I'm projecting him closer to 310. Um, so I just, you know, I can't pass this up. Anything really under 300 as an auto play for me uh, with Brady right now, but especially on prime time, I think uh, he goes off here. So love the over 294 and a half passing yards. Actually on prime time. Isn't prime time when Tom Brady stinks? Like, I, mean, <laughs> I thought you, you were correct on that, like early last year. And then he blew away that narrative completely. Like the past few prime time games, I feel like. Uh, yeah. I, I, when did he? Oh yeah. He played Giants. The, uh. The um the the Pats game was kind of a wash literally because it was in the rain, um. But if you recall, he definitely blew my prop that game. Oh yeah, no, um, yeah, he's nice. Yeah, that yeah, that wasn't. Uh... But that wasn't that wasn't because it was late. That that was because it was pouring rain. Um, but you know he threw three hundred and seven against the Giants, uh, last primetime game. The Super Bowl was primetime. Did pretty good there. Yeah, uh, so. I mean I have him at three hundred eight, so I'm not just. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think they'll come out throwing and like I, I every week i feel like everyone's too well on tom brady like yeah you gotta be like number one or number two uh every week uh okay for my quarterback prop i'm going with joe burrow over 250 and a half passing yards against the denver broncos uh i really like the matchup for burrow here he's going against the man heaviest defense in the nfl and the bengals are the best passing offense when it comes to beating man coverage they're averaging over 11 yards per target against zone coverage so joe burrow has been over this number in nine of 13 games and you know i bet against the bengals last week uh with the niners luckily that ended up cashing but uh burrow played well given you know the finger he didn't really look hampered at all um watch him in the fourth quarter i mean he made some incredible throws i don't know why they took the ball out of his hands in overtime to be quite honest um they got way too conservative but that's been the talk and the narrative and even Zach Taylor kind of admitted it like we were too conservative. Um, you know, we should we should open it up more, especially with the quarterback we have. So I think that the Bengals, not only do they have a good matchup and they'll know they have a good matchup, obviously, if we can sit here and point it out. But I think they'll be more aggressive with the pass game and pass heavier than they have been. So uh, he's been over this in nine of 13 games. I think he makes it 10 of 14 uh, this week. I have him closer to 270. Yeah, same here. I'm at 265. Um, and if you look, he had two games. It was week 11 and 12 where he threw for less than 200 yards. But both those games, the, the Bengals won by 20 or more points. Um, so when it comes to these passing props, game script is almost like everything. 
Um, so this is a game where, you know, the Bengals are three point underdog. So I, I'm with you. I think it's going to be a pass heavy game script. Uh, certainly a good matchup for a guy like Jamar Chase. Um, so I, I love, you know, Burrow hitting his, hitting his upside here. So yeah, I'm projecting about 15 yards over this prop as well. All right. Where are you going for your first running back prop? Uh, I'm going with Josh Jacobs over 47 and a half rushing yards against the Browns. Um, so, you know, he's their workhorse back now with Kenyon Drake done for the season. He's averaged 78% of the Raiders rush attempts each of the past two games. So, um, you know, we should see plenty of rush attempts to go around for the Raiders, considering they're now three and a half point favorites against the Browns that, you know, they've just been hit hard by COVID. So on both sides of the ball. So this is, you know, going to be a positive game script for the Raiders. Uh, They've been leaning on Jacobs. So, you know, I think he has a really high floor and I'm projecting him closer to 58 and a half upwards to like 60 uh, rushing yards here. So I think this prop is about 10 yards too low. Yeah. Uh, you know, unfortunately I had him over last week too, and he didn't come through, but I mean, look at this game. Like it's going to be a run heavy game. I think uh, should be some win there. There's no yeah. Kenyon Drake. Uh, so I think he should be over this number. I think he's going to get a big workload here. So uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, for my first one, I'll go with a Saturday game as well jonathan taylor over 89 and a half rushing yards i know belichick likes to take away the top option that's obviously jonathan taylor but that's a lot harder to do in the run game than it is you know in the pass game so i think michael Pittman obviously um will probably get a lot of attention here but taylor i still think he's going to get his 25 30 carries and uh he's been over this number in seven of his last 10 games and not only has he gone over 89 and a half in seven of his last 10, he's gotten over 100 in seven of his last 10. So uh, New England's still allowing 114.5 rushing yards per game. Uh, that's middle of the pack. So their run defense, you know, they'll, get, they'll be willing to give up some, some stuff on the ground. Um, obviously, they're going to try to take away Taylor as much as they can. But I just don't see um, why he's getting, you know, 10 yards under really what he's been doing all year going to 100 yards. Uh, I think he's should be over a hundred yards in this game, even if it takes, you know, 25 to 30 carries to do so. So I'm going Jonathan Taylor over 89 and a half rushing yards against the Patriots. Yeah. No argument here. A- anytime his prop is under a hundred, uh, you can make a case for the over. So considering it's under 90, this is a no brainer play as well. I- I'm projecting exactly at a hundred rushing yards. And like you said, even if, um, he's not as efficient. They're still going to give him the ball. So um, either way, I think he has a high floor. And yeah, I love, love the over as well. All right, where are you going for your second running back prop? Uh, similar to Jonathan Taylor, I think anytime this guy's under 100 yards right now, I'm going to consider the over, and that's Dalvin Cook. Um, right now, his line is 85 and a half against the Bears. Um, he's had plenty of time to rest his shoulder since Thursday Night Football, um, where he went off for 205 rushing yards. Um, so, you know, I think they're going to lean on him even more this week with Alexander Madison out due to COVID. Um, so he should see 20 plus carries against the bears. Um, I, the way Dalvin cook is playing right now, I don't know how you could fade him at this number. So, uh, I'm projecting him like closer to 104 and a half rushing yards. That's how much he's popping off of my model. Um, so this is like 15 to 20 yards, uh, too low. So give me the over 85 and a half rushing yards for Dalvin cook. Yeah, Cook is my uh, RB1 this week. He, yep. you know, does have actually a slight, like maybe like a tenth of a point edge here uh, over Jonathan Taylor. So, um, you know, should be a good week for, for Dalvin Cook. 
Uh, all right, for my second running back prop, I'm going with Leonard Fournette under 51 and a half rushing yards. We talked about this. Uh, you know, as much as he's been getting that bell cow usage over the last you know month and a half, he's gotten under 51 and a half in four of his last six games, and that's despite you know his usage ramping up uh, against New Orleans, which kind of started this off. Just eight carries for 26 yards. Uh, his second lowest output of the season. New Orleans is first in run defense, DVOA, and kind of similar to what the Patriots like to do. Tom Brady, you know, here with the Bucks, when they face a good run defense, they do go pass heavy. And that's one of the reasons why I, I know you like the Brady over. That's one of the reasons why I like, you know, the Saints defense, even because I think they'll get a lot of opportunities against, you know, passing plays in this game in DFS. So um, yeah, going for net under 51 and a half. He's been under more often than not in the last month and a half uh, and just 26, just half of this uh, against the Saints in the first meeting. Yeah, I like this one as well. It correlates nicely with my Tom Brady over his passing yards. And we have to remember a lot of Fournette's fantasy value is his touchdown upside and his receiving usage. Um, so with with Fournette sort of banged up and Joe Bernard out, um, you know, I think they're going to kind of save him more for passing situations and maybe use Ronald Jones just a little bit more um, and, and run obvious situations. So um, especially going up against the top ranked defense in DVOA against the run, uh, definitely love the under here for Fournette's rushing prop. All right. Where are you going for your first receiver prop? Um, so I'm going with Brandon cooks under 69 and a half receiving yards against the Jaguars. Now I love cooks and fancy this week. I like him in DFS. Uh, I think he's a great play, but this, this number just feels a little bit too high. Um, granted, he is coming off a 101-yard receiving game last week, but he hasn't cleared this number um, since week eight. Um, so he hasn't really been consistently going over this number. Uh, you know, Davis Mills has options like Nico Collins. Our boy Brevin Jordan has looked great. So he has other outlets to go to other than Brandon Cooks right now, and it's kind of like hurt his target share. But um, granted, this is an easy matchup against the Jaguars, but this should be a very close game. I mean, the spread's three and a half, four right now. So this, this might not be the typical pass heavy game script we see from the Texans. So I think it hurts um, Cook's line a little bit. So I'm projecting this closer to 62 and a half and think there's enough value um, to take this under. So I like Cook's to go under 69 and a half receiving yards here. I know you're telling me that Davis Mills is the first read quarterback earlier in the week. Now, you, now you're telling well, me that he's got other options. He is. Well, going back to last <laughs> year in college, he's the first read, but <laughs> I have been bullish on Nico Collins uh, pretty much all year, and I'm really bullish on Brevin yeah. Jordan. So he has better options than he did previously, <laughs> earlier in the season when it was Chris Conley and whoever else they had, uh, Danny Amendola. I think uh, he has more options now than just Brandon Cooks. Let's see where I have this. I have it, yeah, I have it around 66. So, yeah, I'm a couple yards under this as well. Um, I do expect Cooks to have a good. He's my wide receiver 15 uh, on the week, though. So mm -hmm. um, that's that's higher than he's been in, in the past few weeks. All right. Uh, for my first receiving prop, I uh, already talked about it. I'm going with the stack here. Jamar Chase over 60 and a half receiving yards. He's been over this in uh, more than half of his game, seven of 13. Uh, he's averaging 3.7 yards per route run against man coverage. That's first of all active players. Uh, that will suit up this weekend. Uh, as I mentioned, Denver plays the most man in the league. And Chase is, you know, he's gone over this in 7 of 13. He's had some really bad games, too, um, you know, kind of mixed in. But he's averaging 80 yards per game, you know. So this is 20 yards higher than the average. 
He's gone over it uh, more than 50% of the time, and he's got a great matchup. So uh, everything's pointing to him exceeding his normal, you know, whatever you would expect for his season mean or his season average or season median, whatever you want to call it uh, in this spot. So love Jamar Chase over 60 and a half receiving yards against the Broncos. Yeah, I, I love this prop as well. Um, we've talked about at length on our DFS pod how uh, whenever the Bengals go up against a team that plays a ton of man coverage, you got to attack Jamar Chase. Whenever they, you know, face a defense that plays a ton of zone, you go with T Higgins. So I'm all in on Chase as well this week. And I'm projecting closer to 70 receiving yards here. So this this seems like 10 yards too low and a great spot for Chase. Yeah, I'm closer to uh, to 75. Yeah, I'm, I'm wow. way over. Uh, all right, <laughs> where are you going for your second receiving prop? Uh, so I got to go with Chris Godwin over 69 and a half receiving yards against the Saints. This correlates nicely with my Tom Brady over as well. But like I said, this is a pass funnel matchup. Um, Godwin has been seeing a massive target share lately. Um, he's seen a 33% target per route run rate for the past two games. Uh, I don't see them going away from him this week. You know, Mike Evans will be going up Marshawn Lattimore. They always like to battle. Um, so this is a Chris Godwin spot. Um, and he's cleared 100 yards the past two games. I don't see any reason to fade him right now. So I'm projecting this closer to 78 and a half yards and think he has a really, really high floor. Um, so love the over 69 and a half receiving yards for Godwin this week. Yeah, anytime the, they go against the, the Saints, you got to kind of like bump up Godwin like an extra tick and, and bump down Evans because, yeah. you know, Evans could still obviously, you know, beat Lattimore in man coverage. You know, I think he did for a long touchdown in the, in the last matchup. but uh, Godwin's going to be kind of that high volume guy. So yeah, I have Godwin uh, about 78 yards here, about 10 yards higher. Uh, all right. For my second receiving prop, I'm going with overliable Devonte Adams over 88 and a half receiving yards against the Ravens. He's been over this in seven uh, and under in five with Aaron Rodgers. Um, he also had a bad game with Jordan Love at quarterback, but Rodgers, he's been over this uh, at a pretty high rate. Baltimore, you know, no cornerbacks like Marlon Humphrey went down. Baltimore is down to 26th in pass defense DVOA. Um, and they might be worse than that because, you know, now they're dealing with, you know, the Humphrey injury and it's just, it's just been a struggle here. So uh, I don't think there's going to be a lot of resistance uh, for Devontae Adams, especially because the Ravens are a run funnel defense. You know, they are a lot better at defending the run. So I don't think the Packers are just, you know, even if Lamar doesn't suit up, which, you know, he didn't practice. I don't think the Packers are just going to go, you know, super run heavy and say, oh, let's play conservative because the Ravens are number four on run defense, but 26th against the pass. So there's a perfect spot for Aaron Rodgers uh, and Devontae to just play pitch and catch. So love over 88 and a half. Uh, for Adams, uh, I have him uh, over 100 as I do every year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How could you not? So, yeah, anytime his prop is below 90, I pay attention to it. Uh, and last week he, he went for 121 yards. Dealing with an injured hamstring, nonetheless. So um, he's just a, a lock, as always, to go over 90 yards, I think. So I'm with you here. And yeah, I'm projecting him for 101 receiving yards, as always. So love the over here as well. All right, that is going to do it for our props. To recap, Sean is going with Tom Brady over 294.5 passing yards. Dalvin Cook over 85.5 rushing yards. Josh Jacobs over 47.5 rushing yards. Brandon Cooks under 69 and a half receiving yards. Chris Godwin over 69 and a half receiving yards. Those two are nice. Uh, and I'm going with Joe Burrow over 250 
and a half passing yards. Jonathan Taylor over 89 and a half rushing yards. Leonard Fournette under 51 and a half rushing yards. Jamar Chase over 60 and a half receiving yards. And Devontae Adams over 88 and a half receiving yards. Uh, I'm on a little streak here, by the way. I'm, I think I'm nine and one in my last 10 Ooh. on this pod. So uh, nice. either I'm going to regress horribly or, <laughs> but hopefully we keep it going. Uh, tough week though, but uh, I feel, I feel good about these. So next up here on the fantasy flex is a segment we call elite entry where Sean and I dive into the prize picks app and compare our player projections to the props to build some entry. Sean, what's your first prize pick elite entry for week 15? So my first pick is Josh Jacobs to go over 47 and a half rushing yards against the Browns. Um, so he's been the Raiders workhorse back uh, ever since Kenny and Drake went down for the season. He's averaged 78% of the Raiders rush attempts for the past two games. I think that continues here. And, you know, with the Browns dealing with all these COVID issues, the Raiders are now three and a half, four point favorites. Um, so I think this is going to be a very positive game script for Josh Jacobs, and they lean on him heavily here. Um, so I'm projecting him closer to 60 and a half rushing yards. I think this prop is about 10 yards too low. So give me the over 47 and a half rushing yards for Josh Jacobs. My first prize pick of weed entry, I'm going Devontae Adams over 88 and a half receiving yards. He's been over this in seven of 12 with Aaron Rodgers. Baltimore dealing with a lot of injuries in the secondary. No Marlon Humphrey, of course. They're 26th in pass defense DVOA, and they're a pass funnel because they're top five uh, against the run. So going Devontae Adams over 88 and a half receiving yards. Uh, I have him at 100. Sean, where are you going with your second prize pick of weed entry for week 15? I'm going with Dalvin Cook over 85 and a half rushing yards against the Bears. Um, he's had plenty of time to rest up his shoulder ever since his uh, 205 yard night on uh, Thursday night last week. Um, and the Vikings should lean on him even more this week with Alexander Madison out due to COVID. So I'm essentially treating Dalvin Cook as Jonathan Taylor right now. I'm projecting him for 104 rushing yards. So I think it's closer to coin flip. Will he go over 100 rushing yards as opposed to 85 and a half? So give me the 15 yards of value here and I'll take over 85 and a half rushing yards for Dalvin Cook. For my second prize pick of weed entry for week 15, I'm going with Joe Burrow over 250 and a half passing yards. He's been over this in nine of 13 games. The Broncos are the man heaviest defense in the league and Burrow tends to slay in these matchups. They're averaging over 11 yards in attempt against man coverage. I think Jamar Chase has a big game uh, and I think Burrow does this for the 10th time uh, this season. I have him closer to 70. They're going over 250 and a half passing yards for Joe Burrow. That is our prize pick elite entry segment for week 15 uh, on our props episode. As a recap, Sean's going with Josh Jacobs over 47 and a half rushing yards against the Browns and Dalvin Cook over 85 and a half rushing yards against the Bears on Monday night. I'm going with Devontae Adams over 88 and a half receiving yards against the Ravens and Joe Burrow over 250 and a half passing yards against the Broncos. As a reminder, prize picks markets move. So you want to get on it quickly in order to lock in the best numbers. If you have not created a prize pick account yet, check the link in our episode description and they'll match your first deposit up to $100. Or you can visit prizepicks.com and use the promo code ACTION10. That's A-C-T-I-O-N-1-0. All right, now back to the show. 
let's keep it going. Uh, if you guys want to follow Sean, he's on Twitter at the underscore odds maker. I'm on Twitter at Chris Raybon. You can find us at those same handles in the free award-winning Action Network app uh, where you can track your own bets or you can follow our bets, including our NFL player prop bets. Our fantasy football rankings, projections, content is at actionnetwork.com. Our DFS content, tools, models, fantasylabs.com. Uh, until next time, get this point.